بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم والحمد لله رب العالمين والصلاة والسلام على نبينا محمد وعلى آله وأصحابه أجمعين أما بعد بإذن الله تعالى we have gathered here today to go through a series of lectures and of course today is the first lesson in the series and these lessons they are regarding entitled the Ibad al-Rahman the slaves or the servants of the most merciful the attributes the attributes of the slaves and servants of the most merciful who is Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and these lessons and discussions will be around a number of verses from Surah Al-Furqan Surah Al-Furqan from verse number 63 to the end of the Surah verse number uh, 77 from verse number 63 to the verse 77 and as our introduction Sheikh Abdul Razak Al-Abbad he mentions for indeed the status or the level of servitude Al-Ubudiyya servitude whereby a person is a servant of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in his obedience and his worship he said that this is from the any most important of any status and levels in a person's life and he says that it is from the noblest of the status and descriptions and of the servants of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has mentioned this regarding his prophets and his awliya he has described them to be his servants and his slaves and this is a praise from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and to them so you find in the Quran where Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala mentions his servants and attributes them to him mentions them along alongside his beautiful names and likewise here showing their nobility showing their nobility and high status before Allah Azza and he says that from the most the clearest of verses in the Quran whereby you will see the descriptions and the attributes of the servants of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala he said you find that this in Surah Al-Furqan the and he verses in Surah Al-Furqan from verse 63 to verse 77 you'll find that those verses they describe the attributes of the servants and the slaves of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and verse number 63 he starts with وَعِبَادُ الرَّحْمَانِ and the servants of the most merciful and the servants of the most merciful he says that in these verses you will recognize and you will come to know that every time that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala mentions the attributes of his servants he starts and in the verse with وَالَّذِينَ and those and, and those so every verse that you see from verse 63 to verse 77 those verses they specifically describing and mentioning the attributes of the servants of Allah Azza wa Jal so he says therefore it is important for every Muslim and upon every Muslim that they seek to learn about these attributes to embed it in themselves 
so that they may reach true success and true happiness that the true servants of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala have and he attained have and he attained and this is regarding and he briefly the introduction and he to these uh, these lessons and our lessons will take benefits from Sheikh Abdul Razak Al-Abbad Sheikh Salib Uthaymeen and likewise Sheikh Abdul Rahman Al-Sa'di Ta'ala we will discuss certain points and he found those verses and today's lesson we will discuss only the first verse only the first verse and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and he mentions in surah al-furqan verse number 63 Allah Azzawajal says, and the slaves of the most merciful are those who walk on the earth in humility. And when the foolish address them, meaning address them with bad words, they reply back with mild words, with gentle words. They reply back with mild words of gentleness, meaning words that are gentle. So our, discussion, our lesson will revolve around discussions of certain points in and in this verse. And the first point of discussion is regarding the word ibad. The word ibad is mentioned in this verse. The word ibad is plural and can be translated as servants or slaves. Servants or slaves. And this singular form of the word ibad is abd, is abd and in the Arabic language. So what does it mean to be a slave or servant of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala? What does it indicate? The scholars have mentioned that indicates obedience and sincerity to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in his worship. Obedience to Allah and sincerity in worship and likewise abiding by the commands of Allah and refraining from his prohibitions refraining from his prohibitions this is what it means to be an abd a servant or slave of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that you are upon his obedience you carry out his commands the obligations you stay away from the prohibitions and you worship Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala upon sincerity meaning all of your actions of worship are dedicated for Allah Azza wa Jal and alone and as we mentioned in the introduction servitude al-ubudiyya is from the highest stations that a person can attain the highest and his stations that a person can attain because even a person is a disbeliever in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala heedless of Allah's commands or he's a person who is upon the commands and upon the obedience of Allah Azza wa Jal therefore and in this case a person who's upon Allah's obedience he is a servant a true servant of Allah and his subhanahu wa ta'ala and this is a praiseworthy attribute it is a praiseworthy attribute to be a slave or a servant of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. It is a praiseworthy and the attribute. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has described his prophets and his messengers with the word abd. That he, he, they are and he, his servants. They are and he, his slaves. And this occurs in numerous verses and in the Quran. And this raises the status of those prophets and those messengers. And if we analyze the statement of our Prophet وسلم, he loved to be called servant of Allah, slave of Allah and his messenger. 
This is what he commanded his people to refer to him as. And it occurs in the hadith whereby he said, Do not exaggerate regarding me like the Christians have exaggerated regarding Isa ibn Maryam, Prophet Isa, the son of Maryam. He said, فَإِنَّمَا أَنَا عَبْدٌ In another narration, فَأَنَا عَبْدُهُ فَقُولُوا عَبْدُ اللَّهِ وَرَسُولُهُ He says, indeed, I am a servant, or I am his servant, meaning the servant of Allah, the slave of Allah. فَقُولُوا عَبْدُ اللَّهِ وَرَسُولُهُ Therefore say, that I am servant of Allah and his messenger servant of Allah and his messenger. This is how our Prophet Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam loved to be referred as. Servant of Allah, slave of Allah and his and his messenger. Next we find that the word ibad has been attributed to the word ar-Rahman. Ibad ar-Rahman. The slaves or the servants of the most merciful. Now the word Ar-Rahman is from the beautiful names of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala which means the most merciful, the one who possesses mercy, who possesses vast mercy and to all of his slaves, to all of his and his slaves. And here there is a point that the scholars mention. Why was the word ibad, the word slaves or servants, mentioned with the name of Allah Azza wa Jal Ar-Rahman? Why was the word ibad, the word slaves or servants, mentioned along with the, the, the name of Allah Subhanahu wa Taala Ar-Rahman? Meaning, why was it not mentioned with Ar-Rab, ibad Ar-Rab or ibad Allah? and from the other names of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala why was the name Allah azza wa jal ar-Rahman chosen here and mentioned and here and Shaykh Salih Uthaymeen rahmullahu ta'ala he mentions he says that the servants here the true servants of Allah was mentioned alongside the name of Allah Ar-Rahman because to show any, a, an important point here that they that they and he possess the mercy of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala meaning that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has bestowed mercy upon them and this is how they became servants and slaves to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala obedient and his servants and slaves to Allah azza wa jal they could have never attained servitude true servitude of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala except unless if Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and he shows mercy and it to them by guiding them by and he guiding them. So he said, "For Allah Taala, rahimahum hatta saru ibadan lahu, that Allah should mercy to them until they became His servants. He be, they became and he, His servants, obeying Him and worshiping Him and He alone. And he says, and in this as well, there is another meaning. He says that they worship Allah. And the other meaning, they worship Allah hoping for His mercy. They worship Allah hoping for His mercy. So two benefits, two points here from the term slaves or servants of the most merciful. Number one is that they referred to uh, they referred to as slaves of the most merciful because they attained the servitude of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala by his mercy by his mercy Allah should mercy to them 
guided them that they were obedient to him and worshipped him alone and the second benefit is that they worship Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala hoping and for his mercy hoping and for his mercy so do not worship Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala as the shaykh mentioned to show off to gain praise or other than that but rather they have attained the status of servants of Allah because Allah showed mercy to them and they continue they worship Allah to attain still more mercy from Allah and his subhanahu wa ta'ala and likewise Yaguthaymini mentions what type of servitude that is mentioned here what type of servitude what type of ubudiyya what type of ubudiyya servitude that is mentioned here he says that you find two types of ubudiyah, two types of servitude. One that is specific and one that is general. And he says the meaning of servitude here is that which is specific, which is ubudiyah al-shar, servitude that relates to the religion, meaning servitude that relates to abiding by the principles and the legislation and the rulings of the religion. So the term Ibadur Rahman, the servants or the slaves of the most merciful, the servitude that they have attained is the servitude which is relating to the religion, their practice of the religion, their practice of the religion, abiding by the commands of Allah, worshipping Him alone, following the revelation has been sent to them. And because they implemented the revelation and the religion. And the other type of ubudiyah, the other type of servitude is that which is amma, is that which is general. And this encompasses a lot more of the creation of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And he says, ubudiyatul qadr, servitude relating to the decree of Allah and his subhanahu wa ta'ala and what does this mean? the shaykh mentions al-khudu' liqadarillah submissive they are submissive and to the decree of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and all of the creation of Allah azza wa jal falls into this type of servitude because everything or everyone even the one who disbelieves in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala they are Slaves of Allah in the term, in the meaning that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala governs everything in this dunya. Allah is their sustainer, provider, governs their affairs. So everybody falls under this ubudiyah. Everybody falls under this ubudiyah. And nobody can defeat this ubudiyah. Nobody can repel this ubudiyah. Something which is automatic because Allah created us. He created us, He provides for us, governs our affairs and that includes every creation on the, on the face of the earth. So this is an ubudiyah regarding the decree of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Whatever Allah decrees on this earth, we are submissive to it, we submit to it. We cannot control the seasons, we cannot control the weather, we cannot control what occurs, what Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has decreed to occur on the earth. So we are only weak in that sense and we are submissive to whatever Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala decrees to happen in this earth. But going back to the point, Ibadur Rahman, the servants of the slaves of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, this servitude is not the general one, but it is the specific one. The one that they have attained because they have abided by and implemented the revelation of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala the religion and of Islam I was sent and it to them then in this verse Allah azza wa jal and he mentions 
الذين يمشون على الأرض هونا that the slaves of the most merciful are those who walk on the earth in humility they are those who walk on the earth in humility this is another description or attribute of the servants of the most merciful here Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala describes his servants how they are during the day how they are during the day their daily life daylight hours in their interaction with the people and their travels their dealings with the people this is how they are they walk on the earth in humility they walk on the earth in humility what does it mean with tranquility with tranquility and humbleness and they are free of arrogance they are free of arrogance and likewise the scholars mention they are not excessively quick in their walk nor are they lazy when they walk but rather they take the middle path the middle way between those two extremes so they are humble when they walk they are normal when they walk they are not excessively quick and they are not lazy and likewise they are not arrogant in their walk they do not boast their body language is not a type which shows arrogance or pride or seeking a high status and it over and either people but rather they are humble in their walk and they take the middle path between being excessively quick and being lazy in their walk so this shows and how they are and during the day and this tranquility and humbleness that you find with them and regarding their dealings and their walk upon the earth that is from the fruits and the effects of their iman in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and likewise is from the effect of their worship of Allah azza wa jal there an effect of their worship of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala the more they worship Allah and they are focused in their worship of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala the more and they increase themselves in humbleness tranquility they are humble when they worship Allah azza wa jal so therefore that effect is transferred into their dealings with the people their walk and the way they carry themselves in the way and they they carry themselves in another verse in the quran allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says wala tamshi fil ardi maraha and walk not on the earth with arrogance and do not walk on the earth in arrogance innaka lan takhriq al arda wa lan tablugh al jibala tula verily you can neither penetrate the earth nor can you attain a height or a stature like the height and the of the mountains the height and the of the mountains so basically a person should not be arrogant in their walk nor to seek any position above anybody else or they think that they are better than anybody else indeed a person cannot reach and in the height of the mountains a person cannot reach any the height any of the mountains and likewise allah subhanahu wa ta'ala mentions in another verse wala tusa'ir khaddaka linnas and do not and turn not your face away from men with pride wala tamshi fil ardi maraha no walk in insolence through the earth inna allah la yuhibbu kulla mukhtalin fakhur indeed verily allah likes not any those who are arrogant 
and they boast. So this is regarding their walk during the day, their interaction with the people, their dealings with, with any others. Next, in that same verse, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, and he says, وَإِذَا خَاطَبَهُمُ الْجَاهِلُونَ قَالُوا سَلَامًا And when the foolish address them with bad words, and meaning with bad words, they reply back and with gentle words. They reply back and with gentleness. This is another praiseworthy attribute of the servants of the most merciful. And this attribute is something which is difficult for probably a lot of the people or most of the people, except those whom Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has bestowed his mercy upon. Most people, if they are addressed with a word that is a bad word, a bad word towards them, an insult or a foolish word that tries to humiliate them, most of the people will reply back with another, another foolish word. Okay, another word which is incorrect. But the slaves of the most merciful, they reply back with and in gentle words. Gentle words are free from harm, free from any type of evil. And they do not argue with them. They do not and argue in vain and with them. Rather, they reply with that which is better. They reply and with that which is and better. So instead of making the situation worse, or potentially making the situation worse, by saying something, by saying something else which is an ibad back towards that person, they hopefully make it better. They hopefully, and they make it better, even if they were wronged, and in, in those words that that person has uttered. And likewise, they do not haste to reply. How many people haste when they reply and to a person who has said something wrong to them that they automatically they end up saying something which is wrong and he back to that person. Why? Because they haste it. They do not take a few seconds or a minute and to actually think regarding this situation that these, these words have been uttered to me. I have the option of uttering something which is similar or worse or something which is better and hopefully make the situation better. And but the slaves, the servants of, uh, of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, the most merciful, and they reply with speech that are not harmful. Speech that aim to rectify the situation and make the situation any better. For indeed, the strong person, a truly strong person, is not one who has a lot of strength physically. But a strong person is the one who is able to hold their anger. To hold and their anger. And be patient and upon that. Sheikh Salim Uthaymeen, ta'ala, and he mentions that when the foolish and those who are and jahil, they address them, they do not haste. They do not haste and return back words that are similarly foolish or similarly harmful. That instead, yaquluna salama. That instead they reply with words of and gentleness. And he says here the the meaning of a foolish person is not, is not a person who is ignorant, he's not a person who is the opposite of an alim, and opposite a person who is knowledgeable, but rather is a foolish person, and a person who utters 
things that are, and it may be incorrect, things that are considered to be foolish. So he says, so what is uttered towards them are words that they dislike. Any words that they dislike. And they reply back with words that are gentle. Any words. Words that are free from sin. Words that are free and from sin. And he says in this verse, يَقُولُونَ salama. They say, and salama. He says, not, the meaning here is not that they say, Assalamu alaikum. Okay? They don't mean that they say, Assalamu alaikum to the person. He says, as a lot of the people, when they read this verse, they, they, they think that this is what it means. If they say something bad to you, you say, Assalamu alaikum. Okay, this is what they think the verse means. But he says, this is not the case. And because he is mentioned, salama. And if it was to mean, salam, assalamu alaikum, therefore it would have been, salam. Salam. With dhamma. But here, it's mansub. Salama. And with fatha, it's mansub. Fathatain. So it says, so this, the way the word is written, salama, this means any speech which are, that are free from any harm, any sin, anything any that is in disobedience to Allah and his subhanahu wa ta'ala. The Sheikh says, if a man were to reply back to another person who is foolish, a person addressed him, a person who is foolish addressed you, and you reply back with something which is similarly and he's foolish, something which is wrong. You say something wrong to you and you say something wrong and he back. Sheikh says, no, that the, a foolish person has no limits, there's no boundaries. He is not bound by the religion. He's not thinking, oh, this is the religion and I'm staying within these bounds. I'm not going to exceed. He says, because you say a word to him, he gives you back two or ten. So a foolish person, when they say something wrong to you, if you say something wrong back, they're going to give you more back. Okay? It's going to be back and forth. Okay? He's going to be increasing in his... And the words that he says is going to be increased. The harm in it is going to be increased. Because they have no hudud. They have no boundaries. They have no... And the boundaries. So he says... And if the servants of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, the servants of the most merciful, they must preserve their nobility. They must preserve their nobility and not engage in speech that are wrong and with people that have addressed them and with speech that are wrong. And he says here, the Sheikh says, now in this verse, it says, يَقُولُونَ سَلَامَ They say words that are gentle. Any words that rectify, try to rectify the situation. Meaning, you utter words back. So it does not mean that you stay quiet. This verse here does not indicate that you stay quiet when this occurs. So, but rather, you should reply back and it will words that try to rectify the situation words that are free and from harm free and from from sin so you do not get involved into unnecessary arguments and what ends up is both parties they're just defending one another okay this person is defending himself now because this person is saying this, it just becomes defend, defend myself, defend myself from those words, defend myself from those words. And in reality, no benefit comes out only from it. No benefit only comes out only from it. The Sheikh says, the verse directs you to say good words back so that the foolish person does not perceive you to be a coward. So he does not perceive that you are a coward. 
And likewise, if you stay quiet, then he will say, I was right. So he is like that. Or she is like that. So it was right. What I said was right. That's why he or she, and he remained quiet. I said this to him, and I said that to her, and she remained quiet, which proves my point, which proves what I said. So the Sheikh says, says here, the first does not direct you to remain quiet in those situations, but rather the verse directs you to reply back with words that are and good and gentle, that rectify and the situation. And you make inkar and of this. You make inkar and of what's been said and to you, but in a good way, with wisdom, and with with wisdom, free of any sin, free of sin, and free of any harm. The Sheikh then says, if a person were to say, if that person were to think that if I remain quiet, then that person will stop. Situation. If a person thinks that such and such person have said this to me, I'm just going to remain quiet. And he does so, believing that if I do that, then that person will cease. They will stop and they will go away. The Sheikh says this verse, and he oppose, and he this. But he says, but if a person thinks that there is maslaha in this, there is good in remaining quiet in such a situation, then that is okay. That is, and it's okay. But the verse here says, this verse that we are discussing, it does not mention this. This verse directs you to say back any words or speech that are free from sin and they free from sin and speech that and they help to rectify any the situation and he says the meaning of this verse is not doesn't mean that you refute that person that you start getting into an argument and refute that person but he says the meaning is here that you advise that person that you advise that person for example Sheikh says and يَقُولْ يَا أَخِي إِتَّقِ اللَّهِ Oh my brother, fear Allah. And, oh my brother, fear Allah. Oh my sister, fear Allah. And you advise them. Your words that you say back, those words that rectify the, situ- the situation or aims to rectify the situation are words of advice for that and the person. So and we see the example of this regarding and the hadith of the Prophet whereby he said for those who are fasting and if they are insulted what do they do? and those who are fasting if a person is fasting and a person comes and insults you or says something wrong to you فَلْيَقُولْ إِنِّي سَوْئِمْ what does he say back to that person? indeed I am fasting so in that إِنِّي سَوْئِمْ is an advice for that person Telling your state that you are fasting and also it's an advice to him to fear Allah, I am fasting. To fear Allah and I am fasting. So this and is an advice for that any person. So the Sheikh says, so what's important here that we mentioned in this verse, that a person takes the path whereby they reply back with words that help to rectify the situation so that the other person does not any gain something over you. That person does not become any arrogant any over you and thinks that you are weak and thinks that you truly possess those words that they have said towards you. Because you remain quiet, that means you are in agreement to it. It means that it is any true, etc. Then the Sheikh says, لو قال قائل قوله تعالى If a person says the statement of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala وَإِذَا سَمِعُوا اللَّغْوَ أَعْرَضُوا عَنْهُ 
وقالوا لنا أعمالنا ولكم أعمالكم سلام عليكم لا نبتغي الجاهلين In this verse where Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says and if they hear Allah if they hear speech that are unlawful unlawful speech any type of speech that is sinful and if they hear speech that are unlawful they turn away and he from it they turn, turn away and he from it qalu wa qalu and they say lana a'maluna our actions and we have our actions walakum a'malukum and these are your actions salamun alaykum peace be upon you do not desire and it to be with those who are ignorant and even foolish so what this verse the Sheikh says هَلْ هَذِي الْآيَةَ مِثْلُ قَوْلِهِ تَعَالَى وَإِذَا خَاتَبَهُمُ الْجَاهِلُونَ قَالُوا سَلَامًا Is this verse that we just mentioned here similar to the verse whereby Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says and if they are addressed by the foolish they say salama they say words that are gentle and words that help to rectify any the situation the Sheikh says these two verses are different these two verses are different. And if the verse that was mentioned first is not like the verse that is mentioned second. The first verse mentions that when they hear unlawful speech, they turn away from it. They turn away from them. Okay? Because they do not desire to be with those who are foolish. And if those who are wrong in their speech. So he says... The verse that we discussed regarding the attribute of the servants of the Most Merciful, whereby Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, وَإِذَا خَاطَبَهُمُ الْجَاهِلُونَ قَالُوا سَلَامًا And if they addressed by the foolish, they say salama, and they say words of gentleness. So this is when you are involved in speech with them. They have addressed you. They are speaking to you, and you speaking to them. Okay? They are speaking to you and you are speaking to them. So the verse requires you to reply back with that which is better. In the verse where Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, And if they hear unlawful speech, they turn away from it. It says this situation is whereby they are passing and they hear unlawful speech. So if you hear unlawful speech, that you do not go towards unlawful speech. Then you turn away. You walk away in the other direction. So if you are addressed, you are spoken to regarding unlawful speech, speak back with words of advice. Words that advises that person to fear Allah and regarding what they are saying. But if you are walking and there is a group of people and they are speaking regarding affairs that are unlawful, haram, ghiba namima, backbiting, tail carrying, and other than that. So what do you do? You turn the other way, you walk the other way. So this is what Ani, the verse that I've just mentioned Ani, deals with. So here the scholars have mentioned in this verse, if a person applies this verse correctly then they protect themselves from two mistakes one mistake of the way you carry yourself mistake of walking another mistake is the mistake of and with the speech so one you protect yourself from work walking arrogantly or in a way which is and you too excessively fast or you protect yourself from uh, and a type of walk which is lazy so you have to be in the middle path take the middle path so you protect yourself and you from arrogant walk prideful walk and the second one is you protect yourself from evil speech even if any harmful speech has been uttered and to you Sheikh Abdul Rahman al-Sa'di he mentions and in this is a praise and he for them of praise for the the uh, the servants of the most merciful 
Yeah, when they reply back with words that are gentle, words of advice, that is a praise for them. And that is, and he prays. So we see here the reality that the servants of the most merciful, they show mercy to those who harm them in speech. The, the, and the servants of the most merciful, those who have attained servitude of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala through the mercy of Allah and they worship Allah to earn or to attain more mercy from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, they show mercy to the creation of Allah Azza wa Jal. They even show mercy to those who address them with speech that are haram, speech that is sinful. So they show mercy even to those who address them in the wrong way. So therefore, first and foremost, they show mercy to those who are close to them. Mercy to their families, mercy to their children and any their close friends. This is first and the end and foremost. Then lastly we will and look at a benefit of Sheikh Abdul Razak Al-Abbad Ta'ala and he says that indeed people differ and regarding their mannerisms and their dealings with one another. Great differences, he says, you find and in between them. The people generally and he found great differences regarding the dealings with one another and their and the mannerisms. And he says, what is compulsory upon a Muslim, a Muslim practicing their religion with good akhlaq, good mannerisms, that they beautify themselves with that which Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has mentioned about the Ibad al-Rahman the servants and the slaves of the most merciful in this verse that we have just mentioned and discussed so they meet evil with good whenever evil is done to them they meet that which is and with good good advice good admonition and they are humble they show humbleness to the other servants and the other slaves of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala despite their differences in their akhlaq despite their differences in their mannerisms despite and a person has bad manners the ibad al-Rahman the servants of the most merciful they and they show good manners to them they try and repel their evil with good and he with good. So he says, therefore, before all this, a person must seek aid with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in all of their affairs. And that they supplicate to Allah that he guides them to the most beautiful of mannerisms. The most beautiful and of mannerisms. And he says, it's been affirmed in a hadith from the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. That he used to say in a dua, Ihdini li ahsan il akhlaq. A dua, and he said, Ihdini li ahsan il akhlaq. Guide me, and he calling upon Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and say, Guide me to the best of mannerisms. La yahdi li ahsaniha illa ant. No one can guide to the best of the mannerisms except you. وَاصْرِفْ عَنِّي سَيِّئَهَا لَا يَصْرِفُ سَيِّئَهَا إِلَّا أَنْتْ And avert from me and those mannerisms that are سَيِّئ, evil. For indeed, no one can divert them and protect me and from them except, except you. So indeed, he, brothers and sisters, in this lesson and regarding only one verse which describes some of the attributes of the Ibad al-Rahman the slaves or the servants of the most merciful that we find and some important benefits and in regarding our servitude to Allah and the servitude that we 
should attain and aim to attain and focus upon is our obedience to Allah Azza wa Jal. Obedience to Allah. And we cannot attain this except by the mercy of Allah. So if we cannot attain the status of true servitude to Allah except by the mercy of Allah, as the Sheikh mentioned, what we need to start with is ask Allah for His mercy. Ask Allah I mean, for His guidance. Ask Allah to guide you to the best of the mannerisms. Ask Allah for His mercy and worship Allah with humbleness and focus. And the effect of your worship and your iman will show in the way you carry yourself in your hate. The way you carry yourself in your dealing to others. That effect and the fruits of your ibadah to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and your iman and it will show. So we need to encourage ourselves to that when we learn about these attributes that we strive hard to embed it in ourselves and likewise in our children, our children, our students, that we advise them always with words that are better, words of advice, words that make them think and make I need them better ta'ala. So as parents as well, we need I need to be instilling these attributes in our children. What we've discussed I need today in this verse, a lot of it revolves around what we what can happen every day on the streets. The way we walk and the way we are in our walk, in our dealings with the people. And when we address with words that are bad or sinful, what do we do? Okay? Now, you can see on the roads, any Muslim children, if somebody tries to say something to them, do they say something which is good back all the time? No. Yeah, you'll find they probably, and if they say something which is very bad, worse, and to others, because there is not this tarbiyah, the nurturing in the homes is not happening with a lot of the people. People are sending their kids on the streets to be nurtured upon the streets, and that is how they will become. So we need to fear Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and take care of our responsibilities regarding our own self, that we give tarbiyah, we nurture our own selves, our own hearts and our own whole souls. And likewise, we pay attention and give care to our children okay? and those under our care, those under our responsibility, even if we are teachers, uncles or neighbors, that we and he give at good attention to our young ones so that they may grow up with these attributes of these slaves and of the most merciful. Wa sallallahu ala nabina Muhammad.